Um, we're going to jump right into the show today, uh, get right to discussion here. Uh, we're going to talk about Port Pass, which is the app developed by a local software developer in Calgary and uh, touted by the Calgary Flames um, as the preferred method of proving you're vaccinated when you go to attend a Flames game at the Calgary Saddle Dome. Now, the first real test happened, of course, on Sunday with the Oilers and Flames preseason game, and I think it's fair to say didn't go smoothly. But we're going to talk with the developer of Port Pass now, Zach Hussein, and get his insight and his opinion on how things are rolling out with Port Pass. Zach, thank you for your time this morning. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you, Shay. So I know there were some issues Sunday night when this thing rolled out. Is Port Pass operational? A lot of people saying it it just didn't work on Sunday. So what happened was we had an influx of fans and our server paused because, you know, when you have so many fans at one time coming on, um, you know, it kind of froze on us. So we, we had to get that unpaused within an hour and it was up and running again. But that was our technical difficulty through growing pains as we were maneuvering through, um, you know, an early startup. Are you confident that problem has been resolved? In regards to that problem, we're, we are confident, but we're weary. So we increased our resources for server and, uh, and server speed to double or triple what we thought we needed. But I think we've added some additional things here. Okay. Um, now, obviously, you're aware of the reports that emerged over the weekend as well, that users were able to create, well, completely fake accounts with famous actors' press photos as the identification component. What happened? When we talked, you know, in the lead-up to this, you told us it was completely secure, it was totally reliable, and everything had to be verified. At least in some cases, it doesn't appear that's true. So that user that did that, he wasn't verified. He had three more steps to go. There was his QR code didn't work. He was actually already removed off the database, so he wasn't even on there. And, uh, you know, this individual, instead of helping us here, just causes this alarm. And uh, you know what? It's valid. We're going to have, what we do have right now is two security firms, cybersecurity firms on this uh, with our app development team to work together and ensure that uh, we can fix holes and uh, fix patches, and, and if there's anything, you know, we, we want to get this up and going. But again, these are little holes that we need to fix. So you're saying that he that actually wasn't a pass that would have worked at the Saddle Dome. No, that was just in process. He would not have been able to get into the Saddle Dome with what he had created? 100%, because, hey, if someone showed up there and you get scanned, you're not Robert Schneider, clearly. Right. Your picture is not you, clearly, when you show it. So, no, that individual was not even verified. You know, he, he was pulling a fast one. There's two more things. His scanner wasn't activated or his QR code wasn't activated. And uh, obviously something like that can, you know, try and attack us for something we're just trying to get started. But that wasn't uh, accurate on his end on that. Okay, there are also questions about security. You know, programmers have reported that there's some back-end issues that are not completely secure. You had said that all the information was being kept in Canada. Now there's some indications that maybe some's in Ohio, things like that. What about the security and the confidence people can have in where their data is going? Okay, so once a user is approved, their data is actually deleted, right, Okay. off of our system. So that's the thing. In terms of when the whole uh, Ohio uh, Amazon Web Services uh, defaults back and kicks back to Ohio, but that doesn't mean your data is in Ohio. That means our servers 
uh, in the cloud is in Ohio, just to clarify that for people. It's not your data is in Ohio. Um, so anyways, you know, we're trying to say it, it bounces back, and we're trying to say, okay, let's put it back here and then find ways with cybersecurity firms to literally lock it in place here and, uh, and not have it bouncing around. And obviously that's uh, with my app development team here and uh, the cybersecurity firms. So we're not there yet, but you're working on it. We're working on it, and I mean, obviously, you know what? Uh, I wish that individual that's very vocal on Twitter could at least reach out to us and help us instead of just constantly going out there publicly to sh- do this. I mean, you know, we're we're out of Calgary, we're out of Alberta. We want to make something out of the West, and instead of tearing somebody down, let's work together. And uh, that's what I would hope. But there is there's a lot to work to do. Um, you know, uh, we're doing. I guess I'd say. Two years of work in two weeks at a time right now because mm. things are moving so quickly. But we are, we are getting there. And uh, you know what we did is we've re- turned off our server actually to have a few audits done from cybersecurity firms to say where exactly is there things that we're not seeing from our, our app development teams. What we're not seeing. Once that's uh, reviewed and uh, we do have green lights there, we will put it back up. But right now we said. Let's turn it off because uh, our app development team needs to talk to the cybersecurity firms to review everything in, right now. So it's better to have it off, go through things, and then turn it back turn on. Turn it back on. So right now you can't access it as you work through the whatever fixes you need to implement. Okay. And that, that's uh, being done today and yesterday, yes. Gotcha. Okay. Thank now you you're... Evening. I got to ask you, Zach, and this guy we're talking about is Conrad Young, who was the guy who did all of this. Um, He was on uh, 630 Ched Mornings in Edmonton this morning talking about another side to this story that I want, uh, you know, I want you to be able to respond to and give me some clarity on. This is what he had to say. I received three or four calls in the span of like an hour from a phone number that had no caller ID. And when I finally picked it up, it seemed like that somebody was trying to impersonate a city of Calgary police officer trying to intimidate me and my family for to to take the information off of um, the internet. So Zach, the question, did you call this guy? Did somebody on your team call this guy? Uh, nope, we do. The, actually, it's out there yesterday in our statements that the CPS has called him. So, you know, he is, I don't know what's going on there. I haven't talked to the CPS today, but no, we haven't called him. I haven't had a chance yet to even breathe. So no, definitely <laughs> haven't called him on that. So that's I don't. I, I think he should actually call the Calgary police and speak with them rather than uh, thinking this is um, a fake. Because that same evening, uh, a couple nights ago at the Flames t- time or the night after, he did get a call from a Calgary police officer, and that constable has it on uh, record. So I think Conrad should also um, follow up with these individuals and uh and deal with it so i don't know about these unknown calls and all that i don't know how the police okay. usually do that but but he should call and uh and figure it out instead of thinking it's an impersonation i don't know that is a little weird to me too i would be a little yeah put it out <laughs> but he should call them and just follow up follow up yeah. okay um Last question here. Does Port Pass have a future? Can you come back from this? Uh, obviously, it's not the rollout that you were hoping for. The Flames are still working with you. They haven't abandoned the project, I understand. So um, do you think this is a growing pain that you can, you can make it through? You know what? We're, we're going we're gonna to keep trying. And, uh, and at the end of the day, it's 
the goal is to do good here. The goal is to make sure we can do it right. And um, unfortunately, there are some things that I guess we do need to fix. And uh, my team found things that, hey, we need to add more security here. We need to add things here. And, and they are getting full audits done. So I hope that we can come back from this. You know, a lot of organizations that we work with are saying, you know, hang in there. We're with you. Uh, let's get let's get these bugs or whatever you want to call them um, holes uh, fixed here, so that individuals like that gentleman are not going to be um, able to attack us. Yeah. Zach, I know it's a tough time for you, and uh, you got a lot going on, and I appreciate the transparency and coming on and answering the questions. Thanks very much. My and, pleasure. Uh, Thank you. And best Bye-bye. of luck. Thanks very much. That's Zach Hussein, developer of Port Pass. Um, we'll see how this goes. Not the rollout they were hoping for. No doubt about it. Can they survive? Can they continue? What else do we need to know about these QR codes? and the security concerns that have been raised over the course of this weekend. We're going to get some insight on that with a cybersecurity expert when we come back right after this. All right. So we heard what the Port Pass developer had to say, and obviously they're trying to work through some things. Um, But it's raised a lot of questions about their app. It's raised a lot of questions about this whole vaccine certification security situation in general. Um, What can we transfer from the Port Pass situation to whatever the government may come up with one day, what's happening in BC, all these different things. There's a lot of questions out there about this. Uh, So let's see if we can get some answers. We're going to chat now with Ritesh Kotak, who is a cybersecurity tech analyst. Uh, Ritesh, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. My pleasure. So, yeah, with this whole port pass situation, this is a privately developed app, but clearly um, with its rollout over the weekend, we're seeing that there are a lot of questions about security, especially when you're talking about personal information like this and where it goes, who's accessing what and where it ends up, right? Exactly. And that's ex- that's that's the big issue is the fact that you have a private company that's literally saying, can you please give us what we call PII, personal identifiable information. Now, this is you got to think about the type of data that you're actually putting here. You're putting um, your vaccination status. You're putting, uh, in some cases, you're uploading a ID card, which could be a, your health card or driver's license. There's some really sensitive information. So that begs the question is, if I'm giving you this information, I have a right to know where is the data housed? Who has access to it? What are you doing to protect it? Is it going to be repurposed? There's all these questions, not to also mention the security concerns. Uh, is the data encrypted? Um, you know, uh, has there been a third party that's come in and done what we call a penetration test to see mm-hmm. if, if hackers can can get in? There's all these questions that need to be answered that weren't answered before the rollout. And I think that's the question that a lot of people have, right, is we don't, for, for a person like me, you sign up and get onto this port pass thing. I think we kind of rely on people like you to take a look at, okay, there are some issues here. Cause I wouldn't know, you know, how to access the back end of this app and access the information and where it's stored and all the rest of that stuff. I think for your average person, we just don't have a clue how all this stuff works. You're absolutely right. And and are you going through the terms of services? Are you asking about their privacy policies? Are you um, asking them to, you know, what are your, what cybersecurity uh, protections have you put in place or data protection uh, mechanisms have you put in place? Chances are you're not asking that. You don't have the, yeah. um, the, the experience or the knowledge. So all the more reason that this is a joint responsibility. You know, it, it's, I think it's, it's not appropriate for a private vendor to come out um, and say, 
uh, here's an you know here's an app. Give us give us your data. I think there's a joint responsibility here um, by organizations and also by the government. Yeah. Now I under I understand. Like I, I completely get it. Carrying around a piece of paper and an ID in a world where everything is digital, we live off our smartphones. So it's so much easier to just flip your phone around and say yeah. scan my code. Makes sense. It makes complete sense. But there's a price to pay for that convenience, and we cannot overlook it because we know with the Internet, once something is out there, there's no such thing as delete. There's no getting it back. It's gone. It's completely gone. Absolutely. There's no getting it back. The, uh, um, you know, it's, it's, it's Pandora's box is, has been opened, especially if there's a breach. Um, you know, that opens you up to potential issues around fraud, identity theft. Yeah. Um, your information is out there. It's, it's, it's so difficult. All the more reason, like, we're going to be using apps. I'm not saying we're not going to use apps. Well, we got to make sure that we do our due diligence and do our homework. See, this is the thing, Ritesh, you know, for, like you say, for the millions and millions of people who will be downloading and using these apps, because essentially they have to. Um, having that layer of government responsibility, I think, would provide some layer of protection, at least recourse, right? I mean, it's, it's a brave new world. I understand that. But that has to be something that's on the forefront for all developers. Absolutely. Now, I... Uh, I know that you know the government is going to be coming out with their own apps, uh, and we've seen this from province to province to province. Um, there's also talk potentially of some sort of federal app. But here's here's the thing: is they need to be if 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 they're going to partner with third parties, um, they already do their due diligence. The the problem that we have here is that these are third parties that have not been approved by the government yeah. to use to use the app. And that is what opens up, especially when you have legitimate organizations saying, we recommend you use this app. And I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't want to call out particular apps. I get that they're trying to fill a void, but, um, but at the same time, it's like, this is your data. This is your, you know, this is your information that's, that's getting out there. And the longer the government delays in, in, in putting out some, you know, some sort of mobile app or approving a third-party app and saying, this is going to be the official provider, um, go ahead and download it, we've done our due diligence, it's, it's safe for, for citizens to use it. Until that happens, so what we're going to see is we're going to see many companies try to fill the void because yeah. there is a market, we are, we are mobile-first community, and it's, it's, it's convenient, it's Sure. It, it just, it is what it is. Yeah, it's the way it's going to go. I think you're right, Ritesh, and, and we need the government to get their foot on the gas and get this here quickly. Uh, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you bet. That is Ritesh Kotak, who is a cybersecurity tech analyst. And yeah, we know the federal government is working on some sort of a plan that they will make available to the provinces. Provinces of Alberta says they are working on a QR code and will have new information on that available to us. Uh, in the coming days. Uh, it's already in place in BC and some other parts of the country. I think New York had one literally almost a year ago. Uh, six months ago, at least, I think. They they had a pass. So, I mean, they're out there. There are ways to do this. There's companies that have already implemented it. How long will we have to wait here in Alberta? I'm not sure. But in the meantime, we're seeing some of the issues with, you know, you're printing off the fake vaccine cards and uh, now the issues with port pass. So we're definitely in a spot here. 